Jim Lehrer is the author of 19 previous novels, two memoirs, and three plays. He is the executive editor and anchor of the NewsHour on PBS. His latest novel is called Super, and in it, aboard the renowned Super Chief train, Lehrer brings together a fascinating and famous cast of characters, all of whom are journeying from Chicago to Los Angeles in the spring of 1956. Jim, welcome to this program. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So this was in your DNA, right? You know, it really is. I, my father um, worked in the bus business. He worked for a bus company that was owned by the Santa Fe Railroad, and I grew up with that. And he said uh, many, many times that uh, there's no, no work more noble than moving people from place to place for reasons that matter, and uh, that meant by bus or by train. And uh, I, I caught all of that. That's in my, my, my blood, my DNA, as you say, as well. You grew up in Wichita, Kansas, right? That's right. Did Born you? in Wichita and then lived in little towns around Wichita and, and uh, in that, that part of the world. Did you ever ride the Super Chief? No, I never rode the Super Chief. That was above our uh, station in life to ride the Super That was a luxurious train. My dad, even though the Santa Fe Railroad owned the bus company, and my dad had a pass on the railroad, but he couldn't ride on the streamliners. It was only for the cheap chair cars. So we could ride the bus for free. But we couldn't uh, couldn't couldn't ride the uh, streamliners. I finally, years and years later, uh, with my wife, we took took the Tex the uh, Texas Chief from Fort Worth to Chicago, which was similar, but uh, not not uh, only similar, not uh, not the super chief. And this was the way to travel then, right? Oh, it was. Uh, they called it the train of the stars, the super chief, because the uh, the movie stars would ride the. Super Chief from Los Angeles to Chicago, and then they'd they'd get there in the morning. They would have uh, a luxurious lunch at the uh, Pump Room, a famous restaurant in the Ambassador East Hotel in Chicago, and then they would get either on the Broadway Limited or the 20th Century Limited and go to New York to do their show business uh, work in New York. And uh, you know they had their handlers that came with them and their dogs sometimes, and it was uh, and they had a it was everything was first class. Uh, absolutely first class. The uh, they they would the train would stop. The super chief would stop various places along the way and pick up freshly uh, baked bread and freshly caught trout to serve in the dining dining car and the uh, the uh, china on which uh, people ate and the silverware they used to do it uh, was all heavy and uh, luxurious. There was a barber shop on the train. It was. Um, it was uh, it was all sleeping cars. There was uh, no uh, no chair cars on the on the uh, super chief. It was uh, all bedrooms and compartments. It was a, a big deal. Now, for a boy like you growing up in Kansas, the trains really were your way out, right? Absolutely, exactly right. They were kind of our dream machines. Uh, if you um, see a train coming or, or stopping in your town and people get on it or get off it, or if you just shoo, just go through the prairie and you saw it, it was always Oh, someday I'm going to get on that train. Someday I'm going to get on that super chief, and I'm going to go somewhere. I'm going to go maybe to war, maybe to school, maybe to love, maybe who knows, maybe even just to run away. And uh, it kind of symbolized that, as did uh, all trains, uh, passenger trains, and is eventually uh, did buses as well. It was the it was the the vehicle that was going to take you to wherever your dreams uh, uh, wanted you to go. At least that's how kids saw it. Chatting with Jim Lehrer, his new novel is called Super. Uh, fascinating characters you have in this novel, uh, the likes of Clark Gable and former President Harry Truman. How did you settle on these characters? Well, in the case of Gable, uh, in real life, not in my fictional life, but in, the, in real life, 
uh, Clark Gable really was. He was the king of Hollywood, you know, but he was also the king of the super chief. He, in the toward the end of, the, of World War II, his wife uh, at the time, who was also a famous famous movie star, Carol Lombard, died in an airplane crash. Now, Gable himself had been an aviator in World War II, but after Carol Lombard died in a plane crash, he just decided he was going to he wasn't going to fly anymore if he could avoid it and. And he loved the super chief because the super chief was, uh, they took care of him. They provided him uh, all the Kent cigarettes and all the whiskey he could drink. They even provided him women sometimes. And so he was, uh, and he was also uh, attracted to all three of those. And uh, so he had a, and they, everybody on the train knew him. Everybody who worked on the super chief knew him. And he, because he was, uh, he wrote it all the time. And so it became natural when I started to think, think about doing this uh, uh, fictional uh story based on the super chief well i figured i had to have uh, clark gable on there and i also put uh, another movie star claudette colbert on there who also in real life rode the uh, super chief quite a bit now on harry truman uh in 1956 of course he was a former president uh, but he lived in independence missouri which is right outside of kansas city and uh, he was uh, he he loved to ride the train and tried to tried to do, travel all the all he could on the train rather than to fly himself. And then he, he I found out that he uh, through the with the help of the Truman Library in Independence that that um, uh, Truman actually went on the Super Chief once to Los Angeles to make a speech in uh, California. And it was a different date and all of that uh, that I have it on my uh, in my fiction story, but it seemed. I'd always been partial to Harry Truman. I went to school at the University of Missouri in Columbia, and uh, my family grew up around Kansas City, so I was very much aware of Harry Truman uh, growing up, also as a kid, and uh, what he had done and, and, and all of that. So it just seemed like a, oh, well, I'll put him on the train, too. <laughs> when you uh, were doing the research for this book, um, did you watch a lot of the old movies? Oh, yeah. You bet I did. I watched every movie I could find that was set on a, set on a uh, train. For instance... The Murder on the Orient Express, the Agatha Christie uh, novel, which was made into a, more than one movie. Um, it's a tremendous, uh, as a movie, it's a tremendous, a tremendous story. One of the best of the uh, uh, movie, of the, of the train movies is North by Northwest, of course, with Cary Grant and uh, Eva, Saint, Eva Marie Saint and James Mason. Uh, fabulous story, and a lot of that takes place on a train. In fact, a lot of it in a in a bedroom, in a in a compartment on that on that on a on a train. There was also um, uh, a fabulous uh, thing involving Clark Gable. In fact, uh, it was a movie called The Hucksters, which was based on a novel. He was an advertising man. He was going from New York here again to Los Angeles, and uh, a lot of that. Uh, movie takes place on a train, and there's some there's some others. Uh, Gloria Swanson made a movie in 1953 that was set entirely on the Super Chief. Uh, it was called uh, a compartment compartment C for three or something like that, and it was a terrible movie. But uh, uh, but the whole movie was shot uh, on the Super Chief, and it's like uh, like literally taking a ride on the Super Chief. So I had a lot of help, a lot of help that way. Chatting with Jim Lehrer. His uh, new novel is called Super. Jim, when we interview novelists on this program, we don't like to give away too much, but we also, uh, the program is called Speaking of Writers. We like to talk about the craft of writing and the art behind it, too. When do you normally write? Well, I'm fortunate in that I have, uh, after these many, many years of, uh, of writing uh, for uh, writing fiction, but also writing for nonfiction, meaning for uh, television, uh, television news. I have developed uh, uh, a, the. Uh, I, I am. I am not somebody who's ever had a problem uh, with something called writer's block. In fact, I joke all the time that uh, 
that uh, I could write at uh, 5 in the morning, uh, hanging by my thumbs underwater, hungover. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a natural act for me. And as a practical matter, I write a little bit every day, and that's the way I get my books written. If I waited till I had, well, the wind is just blowing beautifully out of the, out of the window, and I'm looking at the beach, or I'm looking at a mountain, and all that sort of stuff, and I'm going to wait till the spirit moves me, and I can take off several weeks at a time uh, to do it. Forget it. I would never have written these number, the number of books I have written. So the way I do it is I do a little bit every day, and I do it early in the morning. I get up every morning. I go to our office, uh, NewsHour office, and we have what, what we would I would call morning newspaper hours, meaning our first editorial meeting is 9.45, 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, I go to the office at 8, and there's nobody there. And uh, so I have time every day to do a little bit, and I, I, I do that. It, whether it's uh, not always a new wonderful uh, sentence that's going to bring a tear to your eye, but it may just be editing, it may be uh, even doing some research or something, but in that way... I can get an awful lot done, and I and it, things never get get cold on me because they're with, it's with me a little bit of it's with me every day, and that's how I, that's how I do it. I'm surprised to hear that it was the actual offices of the News Hour where you do your writing. I thought it was going to be a special place in your home. Well, I do that as well. I also have a place at home uh, where uh, I also work on weekends and and uh, on days off and stuff like that. But the 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 uh, the important thing for me, is not so much where I do it, is the fact that I do a little bit every day. Uh, one time a kid said to me, uh, oh, Mr. Lair, you know, I've, I've got a novel in me, I've got a novel I want to write, I know it's really going to be great, but I just don't have time to write it. And, of course, that kind of stuff doesn't go down very well with me. But at any rate, I said, I was very nice about it, I said, well, look, do you think you could write one page a day? He said, oh, yes, sir, I could do that. And I said, well, what would you have? Let's say, let's say you wrote one page a day for 300 days. What would you have? Well, there was silence. The kid's face turned red, and he said, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, you'd have a book. That's what you'd have. Well, that's the theory on which I work. Yeah, that is the key. As many writers I talk to, it's writing every day. That's right. And the, the number one advice I give to people who want to write is uh, keep bottom on chair. There's nothing more annoying than being around people who talk about writing uh, as if they're going to write. In other words, talk about their writing, but don't ever write. Uh, I don't say it's annoying. It's just kind of uh, interesting. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but uh, there are people who talk about writing, and there are people who write. I'm one of those second. When I talk to uh, journalists uh, here on this program all the time who, who write fiction, the big thing they tell me is fact-checking uh, when they do their research. Is that a big part of your uh, writing style? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I love doing that. As a, I'm still a reporter and first and foremost a reporter. So when I, well, to use the Super Chief as an example, I really, really spent a lot of time making sure that all the details of the train uh, that I could find uh, were, were correct, uh, the descriptions uh, internally, externally, uh, everything I could find uh, I wanted to make sure it was absolutely absolutely correct within within the framework of fiction. Obviously, Clark Gable uh, wasn't uh, the train and scheduling and all that I did uh, was uh, was made up by me. But uh, uh, I tried to make Clark Gable come over as real as possible and considering the story. Same thing with Harry Truman. Same thing with Claudette Colbert. And uh, those were real people. And also, there are some characters on there that are based on real people that I fictionalize their names and some of their situations and the locations also based on um, 
on real towns in Kansas, uh, one in particular that, uh, but I changed the name of it just because uh, I don't want people to think trying to guess who was <laughs> who was real and who wasn't. So, uh, but but I did you know an awful lot of research, an awful lot of traveling around uh, in that part of the world. Uh, when I was working, even though I'd grown up there, it, it, I went back especially to make sure that uh, that I knew what, what I was talking about and where I was talking about it. Talking to Jim Lehrer, his new novel is called Super. Your wife, Kate, is also a novelist? Absolutely. She's uh, written four novels and uh, working on another one now. And uh, she is... Uh, she. She, I, I annoy her a little bit, and it, we've been married almost 50 years, but uh, I annoy her because because uh, I do write so much faster than she does. But I keep telling her, well, that's that journalism thing. And uh, but anyway, yes, 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 indeed. We uh, and of course it's a it's a it's a real uh, blessing for us both because we we speak the same emotional language, the same writing emotional language. When one of us Gets, has a problem, writes herself into a corner, or something's not working, a character's not working. The other one, uh, the other one understands, and the other one can help, and uh, we help each other. It's uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, way to do it. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. Does she get involved in the process when you're fully immersed in a novel? Well, she doesn't get fully immersed because if she if she gets fully immersed, uh, say in one of my novels, or I get fully immersed in one of hers, then you can't be a lot of help later on. Because right. eventually you're going to get to a point, and it's different. It's a different point in my case, particularly. I get to get a, get come to a place where something's not working, and uh, and I'll give it to Kate and say, "Can you can you read this?" And here's my problem. Well, if she's been with this book all along, then she may not she she may not notice uh, as clearly. Uh, something that as as uh, she would if she just went at it uh, if she when she goes at it cold she will notice it more and so it's more helpful sometimes uh, she won't see anything of mine until uh, I'm finished the first draft uh, but sometimes it's uh, it's a, a particular uh, a scene or, or or whatever just whenever the need arises uh, she's there and what is next for Jim Lehrer I'm working on a, I'm just finishing. A nonfiction book about my experiences uh, moderating presidential debates and also the experiences of candidates. Uh, I fortunately, I've been fortunate enough to interview just about everybody who has been a presidential or vice presidential candidate who was in one of these nationally televised debates, and uh, and I did it over a period of 20 years. Anyhow, I've, I put a lot of it, 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 these stories kind of inside the president. It's called the working title now is Tension City. Uh, inside the presidential debates. Tension City is what George H.W. Bush called those debates, and that's where the uh, title comes from. And then I am also at work on another novel, which would come out uh, the following year in uh, 2012, which is based on my experiences as a newspaper man on November 22, 1963. I worked for the Dallas Times-Herald, and, and I was working that day for the Herald uh, when the day Kennedy was uh, assassinated. So I had an experience then that I am uh, building a novel on. I'm not finished with it yet. I'm not sure yet it's even going to work, but uh, that's what I'm working on. So much more to come from Jim Lehrer. Well, the new novel is terrific. It's called Super. Jim, thank you for being on this program. The pleasure was mine. Thank you, sir.